Radio Drome. And welcome to another episode of Radio Drome. I am Josh. With me, as always, is Brad Jones. Hey, how's it going? And we have a special guest tonight, Dane Forgione from the Mental Cast. Say hello, Dane. Hello, Dane. Very good. Now, both, both Brad and Josh were kind enough to be on the Mental Cast, and now I'm on Radio Drome. Woohoo! <laughs> that was just Jared pretending to be me. <laughs> Jared was on last week. We're not dealing with him again. <laughs> you, you you have to compliment Jared on his great Brad impression. He does do a fine one. I've only actually been in two videos on the site. All right, you guys can contact us at 1201beyond at gmail.com. And I'm going to start off with a small rant. I really need camera equipment. I brought this up before. If anyone out there either wants to donate equipment, or which I, which I will pay you back for later, or if you guys just want to help me get some relatively high-end, good camera equipment so I can get some shows up, I, am, I need camera equipment really bad. I've got a new show I want to do. It's not going to be like it came from Beyond Midnight. It's going to be something different but I don't have a good camera to do it. And on that same topic, I also need a web designer. I need a website. I don't know nothing about birth and no websites. So I need somebody out there that's willing to donate a couple hours of their time to help me design a website for 1201 Beyond, if you guys don't mind. Okay, I'm done. What's going on with you guys? We are the world. We are the... Um, I'm hoping hoping Brad's fans, I'm hoping Brad's fans are kind enough or take pity on me and help me out with this stuff. No, I imagine I've gotten uh, I've gotten plenty of help from uh, fans in the past. All the new Coke I could ever ask for. <laughs> no, if you can only get real. <laughs> Another piece Pepsi. of Crystal Pepsi, really? <laughs> I did get a bottle of uh, Crystal from Pepsi in the mail earlier. What do you got what, going on? What What do I have going on? Yeah. Oh, still reeling from uh, watching Star Odyssey. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> It was awful. It was one of the worst movies I've sat through on that show. Oh, have you seen that one, Dane? <laughs> uh, no. What's the? Give me the Reader's Digest version of what it's about. An Italian it's, Star Wars ripoff that makes Star Crash look high end. Yeah, it does make Star Crash look high end, and it's also an hour and fifty minutes long. So it, you're saying it's worse than Turkish Star Wars? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Turkish Star Wars is at least watchable, in my opinion. <laughs> Star Odyssey. It, uh, it, it. That was. That was. That was really my thing. It was too long. It was almost two hours. And the two robots, the robots, the uh, uh, Howard the Duck-looking droids in it with the voice from Rick from Pod People and Kendall from Pieces, uh, the two uh, suicidal robots. It stinks! Yeah, that was one of the robots was his voice. See, I I better never show that to Brandon from It Came From Beyond Midnight. I, yeah. ma- I made him sit through Star Crash once. He actually got so mad when the credits came up. He ripped the DVD out of the player. Thankfully, it was a DVD-R. He ripped it out yeah. of the player and bit it in half. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. He was so angry at how bad Star Crash was for him. And I this love Star Crash. Furious? Um, nom, nom, nom. Yeah, he actually, like, you could see the teeth scrapes in the DVD. Another reason to prefer VHS over DVD. You can bite into a VHS and it'll still play. Well, there's a, there's a video on YouTube that shows that even the degaussing is really hard to do. They were holding a, a magnet all over the tape, and it would still play just fine. Yeah. I think yeah. a VHS tape's more durable than, than a DVD at this point. They're far more durable. <laughs> the D- VHSs are going to be around, uh, around with the cockroaches after the apocalypse. Whether there's a VCR to play them on, that's debatable. It'll be Keith Richards, 10 cockroaches, and a whole pile of 
VHS tapes. Like, hey, what are we going to watch tonight, Mike? <laughs> yeah. Speaking I don't of know if else. Brad has ever seen this movie, but I watched a movie called Scream. Not not the 1996 one, but it was made in, like, 1982, 83. Is that the one where the box cover is, like, a sickle? With yes. Like, well, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. I I remember that. I remember that one. I haven't I haven't seen that. I, man, I haven't seen Netflix since like junior high. <laughs> Slow as crap that movie. I like it better than uh, '90s Scream. It's more original. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but speaking of outdated formats, I got something cool. I got a bunch of hardcore porn on Laserdisc Ooh, recently. Beautiful. I I knew these existed but I'd never actually encountered a hardcore porn movie on Laserdisc before. Hmm. Neither have I. Neither have I. Uh, the only uh, places that sold Laserdiscs here in town when back when Laserdiscs were were still being sold... Um, Early 90s. Yeah, ba- back then, uh, were, the, were the kinds of places that didn't... Like Suncoast Video, they were the kind of places that didn't you wouldn't find hardcore porn regardless so yeah i i haven't i don't think i've come across any uh any porn laser discs here in town i'll have to check the pawn shops well i got these from godfather slash historian of the adult industry bill margold i was talking to yeah. him setting up an interview for lost in the static and i mentioned that i'm a laser disc collector but a week later these showed up in my mailbox and he said i don't have a laser disc player anymore here enjoy these <laughs> so, are there any classics in there? There's actually the last one I'm going to mention is a very big classic. I'll get to it in a sec, but we got yeah. The Chameleon starring Tori mm. Wells. Never heard of it. We mm. got Night Dreams 2 Reality Ends Here. Sweet. From the makers of the original Night Dreams and Cafe Flesh. I should hope so. We got House of Dreams, a mind blowing erotic fantasy starring, you know, one of my crushes, Ashlyn Gear. Then we got Night Trips. Take a look inside the mind of a highly sexual woman, starring Tori Wells. We got. I seem to notice a pattern: a lot of dreams and nights in these titles here. Next one, <laughs> night, night, night traps too, Dane. So yeah, and a new dimension of unequaled fantasy. Hmm. I got one called Kittens, which is uh, looks like a lesbian one. The big one, the original New Wave Hookers. Oh, beautiful! Bunch of people making out to the B fifty twos. <laughs> You're way too late into New Wave there, Dane. No, and, th- this is like 84, 85 maybe. The reason New Wave Hookers <laughs> The reason New Wave Hookers is so interesting is no, it's not the Tracy Lords version obviously because that's child porn. But yeah. this version is uncut unlike the DVD. Oh, nice. For some reason because part of the framing sequence is two guys just sitting around an apartment having fantasies about what what would they would be like if they were pimps. Yeah. And one guy's black and one guy's white. So there's a lot of black and Chinese racial epithets thrown around. The DVD yeah. bleeps all those out. Uh, literally an audible bleep? No, it just is like silenced. Oh. Oh, so, that's stupid. So they edit the language, but they leave in all the hardcore sex. Yeah. The laser disc <laughs> is completely uncut. There, I've got one up on the DVD right there. Oh, hopefully it wouldn't be like when they when they broadcast movies on television. It's like, what the fruit's going on here, Mother Fruiter? No, <laughs> the best one was Mother Father from uh, Lethal Weapon 4. Oh, yeah, well, same to you, Mother Father. <laughs> ah, my name's Buck, and I'd like to party. Sayonara, Mr. Falcon. <laughs> or uh, uh, Pulp Fiction was really good, because you know how the N-word was thrown around a lot in that? Yeah. Yet it was always changed to Black Brother. If he's yeah. in Indochina, I want a Black Brother ready to cap him in his rear end. 
it's Pulp Fiction's hilarious when ABC showed it. <laughs> yeah, some of those, uh, a, a lot of those movies like that, like a Pulp Fiction, you know, and stuff like that, can still be relatively watchable on uh, network television, just for how poorly done it is. Basic Instinct on the DVD, they actually have a whole five-minute segment of showing the uncut dialogue from the movie and then the TV version of it. Yeah. They do that to, like, 20 different scenes, and it's hilarious how bad the overdubbing is. And none of them are by the same actor. So they're all done by another actor pretending to be Michael Douglas or Sharon Stone or somebody. Oh, I want to see network television cut of Caligula. That's kind of like The Sopranos (laughs) when they put them on A&E, how they cut that to pieces. Actually, they shot clean versions. Oh, really? Yeah, they anticipated syndication. They actually shot clean and dirty versions. So when you see it on A&E, you're actually seeing alternate takes. That that was good thinking on their part then. Like the, I've seen some do that. Like the Ghostbusters movies did that. Scream did that. the the crappy yeah. The crappy one we were just making fun of. They did that. They shot clean versions of all the jokes too, because they mm-hmm. knew network TV would eventually be interested. So sometimes you do get alternate takes rather than an actual censor bar. Oh, you learn something new every day. Damn straight. Well, Dane, <laughs> if you, if you can put up with this, I'm about to attack Brad right now. I'm going to play a 60 second radio spot. Now comes Nudist Colony of the Dead, a horror, comedy, zombie, romance musical now in its third month at the Complex Theater in Hollywood. Nudist Colony of the Dead, with ten totally demented musical numbers and a lot of dead, naked dancing girls. We are naked, gay, and free. There's spirituality. There's no need for lust. Gore. And I don't care if he chops off my head. Mass murder. Nudist Colony of the Dead performs at the Complex Theater, 6476 Santa Monica Boulevard, just east of Wilcox in Hollywood. Performances are Fridays and Saturdays at 8 p.m. and Sundays at 7 p.m., now through August 27th. Don't miss the show that's being called the Rocky Horror Show of the 90s, Nudist Colony of the Dead. For reservations and information, 818-994-3262. That number again is... The Rocky Horror of the New Generation. (laughs) I got to call out one of those things where it said it contains lots of uh, naked dancing zombies. Yeah, most of them are covered with like Adam and Eve style uh, leaves over their breasts and genitals and everything. I think I counted only about one shot in that movie with a legitimately naked woman in there. If I can interject for just a moment. You're our guest. Go ahead. (laughs) I have a DVD. Stephen Romano presents Shock Festival. Oh, I've got that. On the third disc, there's a whole bunch of radio spots, and that's like the first or second spot is the nudist colony. Is that exact same commercial? I think that's where I got it from, actually. Oh, that's fantastic. (laughs) I just, when I came across that, I'm like, ooh, I can torture Brad with this. Nudist Colony of the Dead, I actually thought was a pretty funny movie. Certainly not no Rocky Earths, but it's uh I, I've seen it a few times with friends. It's 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 got its uh it's got its charm. <laughs> Is it an inky nicky doodah morning? It's that's one of those songs that'll uh, immediately put a smile on your face and Make you I, dance, make you dance naked on your porch. Were you really that naked opening, when you that opening that? number? Is really catchy. A lot of the songs in it are actually kind of catchy. Was I naked on the porch? Yeah, please tell me no. Please tell me no, you were just. I, wa- I wasn't. Although I, I, I really have no shame, so I honestly would have had no problem in doing that. The reason why 
one of the reasons why I didn't was because behind me you can see the window and the window is kind of is it an angle you know I am standing out there with boxers on and my boxers are kind of hiked up a bit around my legs um, and I got that black box over me and if I had been if I had actually been naked out there you would have seen the reflection of uh, my backside in the the window right that was that was right next to me but the uh the there was there was one episode where i actually was naked and that was um the violent <laughs> episode <laughs> that was a really um, good insert there yeah thank you <laughs> where it cut to that random shot of me on the chair reading the newspaper yeah the first time i saw the violent episode when i saw that shot i was like wait a minute i got to back up for a second did i just see that correctly <laughs> That's now my profile picture on my my section on Lord Cat's Wikia page. <laughs> like, oh, that's that's awesome. <laughs> aren't you Aren't you proud? I really am. <laughs> well, see, the, the thing I've always and I'm stealing this from a comedian, so this is not an original bit. But you know, when they always put the black bar over over the guy, how about you yeah. know g- giving him a little bit of credit and putting it vertically? Yeah, <laughs> you know, give the guy a little bit of credit there. Yeah, I guess it depends on how he slants. You know what I mean? <laughs> Help the guy out a little bit, maybe build him up a little bit of a a reputation. Oh, well, that that vertical. <laughs> That vertical bar is really small. <laughs> well, hey, I just saw a movie this week. I'm wondering if either of you guys have seen it. 1985's Black Moon Rising. I don't think I ever got around to seeing that. Written by John Carpenter, starring Tommy, oh, Tommy Lee Jones, Tommy. Linda Hamilton, uh, Lee Ving, uh, Robert Vaughn, Robert Vaughn, Richard Jekyll, William Sanderson as a mute, a deaf mute for no apparent reason. <laughs> oh, is that the one when Lee Ving plays a hit? or something? Uh, sort of. He's he's like the exact... Uh, he's uh, the competition to Tommy Lee Jones. He's like a government fixer. So I guess you could kind of call him a hitman, but, but yeah. I, 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 re- I remember that one. I, yeah, I, I got oh. you. It's, it's, it's probably, been, it's probably hey. been since the early 90s that I saw it. Well, Bubba Smith's in that, right? Yes, yeah. Uh, Officer Hightower is in that. Yeah. All right, I think I remember that. I just watched it for the first time last night. I, I I know they really thought technology was going forward in 1985, but you yes. can't you can't do the stuff they can do with technology in this movie. You can't do today. It, it's that unrealistic. You just kind of go, wow. Oh, and Linda Hamilton has giant hair. Nice. Way way bigger than Terminator hair, which is really saying something. Oh, by the way, Josh. Like What's up, Dane? You were right about Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Did you sit down and finally watched it? I I got through about ten minutes. Then like. I- my head exploded. I was like, I'm gonna turn this off. <laughs> oh, you miss you miss the entire forty minutes of uh, setup with about twenty different characters. <laughs> all, all of which, the way I put it was, why didn't they just have cardboard cutouts of the actors and let the aliens kill them? Because those have the same emotional depth we had we felt for these characters. Exactly. Well, I, they didn't get they didn't give characters time to do anything because it's it's what? A ninety minute movie at most, probably. And you have twenty about twenty main characters. Ugh. None of them I, interesting. I, I was telling oops sorry. I was telling Josh this on the mental cast, but when I was watching the first Alien vs. Predator, I was getting thrown off. There was way too many accents in that movie. All all, all the Brits and Aussies threw them off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, what are you gonna do about the Oh, what do I do with the aliens? See the thing the thing I hated the most about AVPR is 
the implication that that ending has, and yes, for the audience, if you haven't seen it, big spoiler coming, the implication that the Wayland yutani Company is built upon stolen-slash-recovered predator technology is just asinine on such yeah. a level that they would do that. It's insulting to both franchises. Not, not, to, not to defend it, but if you play the Alien vs. Predator Xbox game... The, the new one? Yes, I, I liked that quite a bit, actually. I think, I think it gives a little more information in the game about that whole technology thing. Well, I, I actually liked that game. I know everyone else hated it, but I, I had a tremendous amount of fun, especially as the Predator tearing Marine's spines out is really fun. <laughs> I just I, love, I love grabbing Marines from behind and ripping their heads off, like, take that! Getting the jackhammer jaws right. when you're playing as the alien, the jackhammer jaw through the forehead, especially if you, oh, yeah. especially you can do it to a predator too. When you jackhammer jaw them through their face mask, that's awesome. That is absolutely maximum cool, man. Maximum well, cool. I gotta ask you one. If you've got this is a show that uh, uh, came to my attention the other day that uh, uh, gosh, I haven't thought about in. 20 years, and I need to spotlight this on the site. Uh, get yourself a copy of that cartoon series, uh, Turbo Teen. I've heard of it, but I have not seen it. Turbo Teen from uh, uh, 84. I was going to say mid. I was going to say mid 80s, I believe. It was uh, it was a cartoon show that was also in 3D, but the the dude who turned into a car. Brett yep. Matthews is Turbo Teen. Actually, didn't, Matthews, didn't pole yeah. position didn't pole position do the same thing where a guy turned into a car? Or maybe I'm misremembering that. Yeah, they uh, made fun of Turbo uh, Teen on Chicken. Maybe I yeah. misremembered that. <laughs> well, and uh, Harry Partridge's uh, Watchmen uh, animated video where Dr. Manhattan turns into a car. You won't believe what I got. I just recently got, unfortunately it's only half the series, a TV series I forgot ever existed. Police Academy the series. Oh, oh yeah, From 97. I remember that. I totally had forgotten that existed, and then I got them from a bootlegger. And it's like the first uh, 12, 11 or 12 episodes, and I'm like, oh, i got to see these again. I, I just got them today, so I haven't had a chance to watch them yet. This you, is the animated series, right? No, live action. Oh, well, there was an animated series. Yeah, I've got a couple of VHSs for the animated I think, series. I think Michael Winslow was the only person from the movie to actually be in the show. As a regular, I looked it up online. Steve Gutenberg and Bubba Smith and a lot of the other ones had had uh, guest appearances yeah. as their character. But yeah, Michael Winslow was the only regular from the movies that was in it. <laughs> and Joe Flattery took took over as the commandant. Cool. Oh right, yeah. There was a, it, that was another one of those shows that was over, that was on uh, that we got around here around the same time that like Nightman was on, and I, they were usually played around the same time. It was ninety seven. Like, yeah, yeah, late nineties. So it would come it would come on around like midnight or one in the morning. <laughs> All my copies have a TBS logo in the corner, so they must have rerun it at some point. The guy recorded mm. them all off of TBS. Yeah, my, my copy of uh, my copy of Auto Man has a Bravo logo on it. See you should have contacted me. I have those on tape from the original airings. Oh, that's cool. You, sh- you should have contacted me on that and they wouldn't have had the Bravo logo. And well, ironic- ironically enough, mine are in better better quality too. Uh, one of the best things, whenever uh, the pilot for Manimal that has all the commercial breaks still in it. I sent that to you, you bastard. You said, uh, oh, you sent that to yeah, me. Yeah, I right. sent that to you. Thanks for remembering. <laughs> this just got awkward. <laughs> no, no. In my defense, in my defense, 
I get sent a lot of stuff. It's very hard for me to keep track. I know. I'm not actually angry at you. <laughs> but I'm like, hey, wait a minute. I'm the one that sent you that. You son of a <laughs> and bitch. I, and I still remember that it was the greatest thing that anyone ever sent me. Yeah, it's uh, with all the, the original 90-minute time slot, all the commercials yeah. from mm-hmm. N- NBC. I think it was New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, something yeah. like that. So, yeah, I sent that to you. It was freaking beautiful. I love that disc. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got coming up for 80s Dan? Um, the first episode was uh, a television series, Auto Man. And uh, uh, beyond that, uh, episodes of 80s Dan will be on, uh, like, I'll do video games. I'll do, well, the next episode is going to be on a video game. Uh, I'll do movies, music, even maybe some fashion type stuff, you know. Members uh, only jacket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh with the pi- with uh you know um when you do a pilot you sort of just do sort of just what you want to do you throw a lot of stuff at the wall and you see and you see what sticks and in the case of 80s Dan it was actually the most uh, well received uh, pilot that I that I've done. <laughs> well, I need with, you to get off your ass and get another softly from cable shot. Now that Hooker with a Heart of Gold is done and I can do all of this stuff that I've meant to do for the past few months. That's uh, one thing that's happening again really soon is doing another uh, softly from cable. I want to get another 80s Dan up next week cuz I I'm glad the response of that was uh was was pretty decent, but yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, we'll be we'll be doing another softly from cable very soon. <laughs> I'd like to see on '80s Dan Top Gun the video game. Just have everybody in the cast freaking out about trying to land the plane in the first level. Oh. And '80s Dan's like, "Come on, guys! I have faith in you. You can do it." <laughs> I love I the fact. To- I love the fact that the only way the nerd could land the plane was with the freaking power glove. Yeah, exactly. I've never landed that damn thing. I um, have, but it's usually just button mashing, and you, and then I, I did it. Oh my god! Yeah. A friend of yeah. mine was convinced that there was no third level to that game because nobody could ever get to it. Yeah, that, that the third level was a myth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like Cheetahmen, <laughs> right. kind of. I might do something like that where it's 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 like a Nintendo game that has a thing in it sort of like the landing thing that is notorious for being not impossible but very very hard. I don't know if I'd do the landing thing cuz that's I'd get called out on that for being too much like the angry video game nerd, but I would like to do something like that though for an episode. You should do Dungeons and Dragons if you can ever get your hand on hands on an original uh set of that from the early 80s. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know I I I was trying to think if I had if I knew anyone who has that. I don't think I do. Yeah, that you probably uh, have to go shop around for. Yeah. <laughs> I certainly have a few friends who do the Dungeons and Dragons thing. Uh, I've I've never done it. You were never a gamer? Not Dungeons and Dragons. What about uh, you, Dane? I've never been a role-playing game person. What about you, Dane? You ever D&D? Absolutely not. So I'm the only real hardcore nerd out of this grouping right now. Thanks. Thanks well, I a used lot. to pl- I used to play The Sims. I used to play Ravenloft, D&D, Star Frontiers, DC Heroes, Marvel Marvel Heroes, Shadowrun, Cyberpunk, Alquatum, Paranoia, Star Trek, Star Wars. I used to play all that crap. And Did a partridge ever... in a pear tree. More or less. <laughs> Did you ever play the uh, that insanely complicated uh, Battlestar Galactica game? The one Spoonie's got? Yeah. No. Neither have I. I've never, I've oh. never played that one. 
It oh, just it looks too <laughs> overly difficult, I guess. I can't get through a game of Risk without throwing the game board across the screen, across the room, so I can't really see myself doing D&D stuff. Yeah, I, I don't think I... Like, uh, in, in terms of games, and uh, of uh, whatever you call it, dice games, board games, any of that, um, there's not a lot like... I mean, there's some that I like from when I was a kid. I mean, that's more so for sentimental value, stuff like Mousetrap. Nowadays, uh, I'm a lot more into uh, the trivia games, and any game that's that's kind of funny, like Apples to Apples or something like that. You know um, which one? I just picked up one a couple of months ago that looks interesting. It's called Monsters Menace America. It's, it's, it's I like a, the title. It's a new one. You, you one person Sounds plays, like a Godzilla movie. That's what it is. You got a giant mutant eyeball, a Godzilla, a King Kong, a giant crab monster, and something else. Like I think like a giant blob monster. One player controls the monsters, one player controls the military, and you got to try and either destroy all of America if you're the monsters or protect all of America if you're the so- soldiers. Well, isn't that exa- isn't that like one of the Godzilla games from the NES exactly? Pretty much, but this is a board game with uh, little plastic figurines and whatnot, and it looked really interesting, so I picked it up. Mm. But yeah, Monsters yeah. Menace. I've also got that Vampire Hunter one, the one where it had the big tower with the lights and yeah. with, to signify day and night, and you did, the werewolves and stuff would have different powers depending on what light was shining on them. I used to like 13 Dead End Drive. I heard oh, about I that one. Oh, I remember one. that. I heard about that one. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> Don't wake daddy. <laughs> my, my my wife was my wife was digging out some of uh, the old board games and stuff that she had at her grandma's house, and she found like an old nineteen seventies operation game. And oh, nice. it's so telling on the cover. Both doctors are smoking. <laughs> 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 my son immediately looked at that and went like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, the well, doctors are see, operating on this guy with this. a cigar in his mouth, and it's like, "What the oh, hell?" That's great. You see, kids, when it comes to opening up somebody's chest and poking around it... Sterility means nothing. It's cool to smoke a cigar. Sterility? What does that mean in an operating room, huh? I was at a Goodwill. I was at a Goodwill uh, quite a few months back, and they had uh, the Walton's board game. (laughs) They made a Walton's board game? They did. It was was from the 70s. They made a board game of everything. I'm serious. You pick any 60s or 70s phenomenon, whether it be a TV show, a music act, anything like that, there's a freaking board game of well, it they somewhere. made a Journey Atari game. Yeah, they made a Journey a, arcade I've, game, too. Yeah. Seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Walton's board game. Oh, let, let me roll the dice here. Let's see. Ooh, I got a card. Good you night, say John. goodnight, John Boy, too many times. Lose one turn. Good night, Dane. <laughs> Good night, Brad. Good night, Josh. Good night, Brad. <laughs> Somewhere I've got the uh, Dawn of the Dead board game. I'm looking at that right now. I've still I've got it in the shrink wrap. It's sitting on top of my computer in front of mm-hmm. in st- front of my uh, still boxed Sega Genesis. My still in the shrink wrap ambush at Sorinor uh, computer game. A couple of Godzilla figurines and yeah. uh, a War of the Worlds um, Orson Welles 3D standee. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, that's sitting on top of of my monitor. Speaking of video games, I accomplished something yesterday on Super Mario World. I finally got all 96 exits on Super Mario World on the SNES. I'm still trying that. I I still, there's a couple that are in the area for me. You know? (laughs) 
I never, I never got, I never all those, I never got all of those either. I, I'm pretty sure I, uh, I made it to that point that you were, you were just talking about. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you, you get so far, and yeah. you, when you die for the 97th time at the exact same spot, frustration and controller throwing are your well, only next two options. Mm-hmm. Well, just to tell a quick story, that one of the the Star World levels, the one where you had to be Balloon Mario. Yeah. And you keep going through it, and you keep getting killed by those charging chucks that throw baseballs. Yeah. So I finally, I was like, ah, frig this. Get a blue Yoshi, eat a turtle, and just fly like a madman through the level. Yeah. Mm, and there's always there's always part of me, uh, after dying about the 95th time in that area, there's always part of me that's still like, you know, God, what do I care? I've already beaten the thing. Oh, but I gotta keep doing it's this. It's a personal sense of accomplishment. That's what yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, uh, even though it really doesn't make any difference on the gameplay for Yoshi's Island, mm-hmm. I have to get 100% on everything. I don't care if yeah. I play the same level 400 times, because I keep getting hit and lose one point with the wah, 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 wah. I have yeah. to go and redo it again. Oh, about the worst was uh, when I got uh, all uh, when I got all 120 stars on Mario 64. Uh, oh, you know, yeah, you know, like, fifty, 50 past like all 20 you, times, you but it, like, right. right, right, yeah, and and then once you do that, you go in that cannon outside the castle. You shoot yourself up top of the castle, and there's Yoshi. I'm sitting there thinking, like, oh, right on, we get Yoshi now. I can maybe do some of these other levels again or something. That might be kind of fun. The Oh, the the thing gives you Yoshi gives you a hundred lives and then disappears. He gives me one hundred lives after I've beaten every single level. And even if I hadn't, there's multiple continues, so it really doesn't matter. He also gives you a, a good triple jump too. He gives you a higher jump. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna ever go back and do the, and do this again. At least in this file, I've already like, beaten this file. The first- the first time I talked to Yoshi, and then like he gives me the lives and disappears, I was just like, "That's it." Well, he jumps into the waterfall. He jumps into the waterfall, and my first instinct was, "Oh, he!" I jumped into the waterfall after him, and he was—he was gone. He—he's he, disappeared. I'm like, "You gotta be kidding me, man!" Uh, there was another thing that's different too. The racing penguin is like three times as big. <laughs> well, see, I always like when, when games do. do they assume that the and I'm talking old school 8-bit 16-bit era where yeah. they assume the player is going to do something they're not supposed to do like in Zelda shooting at the old man and he shoots back yeah you know they had to actually go people are just going to try and shoot at the old man if they don't like what he says so we might uh-huh. as well have him do something back I, I I like that I think that's a great way to Bring, get into the gamer mind Bring I like that in Goblin crash crash <laughs> I like that in Goldeneye where you shoot the uh, scientists twice and they pull out a gun and start shooting back at you. They'll throw they'll throw a grenade at you too. <laughs> I think Metal Metal Gear uh, Metal Gear Solid Two. I think there's there's something if you do something to some, one of the soldiers, they they get make like a smart ass comment that just comes out of nowhere, and yeah. it's just like where the hell did that? Somebody had to program that into that. Oh, uh, who framed Roger Rabbit for the NES? When you uh, when you can punch uh, the ladies on there, and they say "Go away, you horrid man!" if you try asking them a question, and the men say "Buzz off." I was playing uh, Red, 
Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare. Uh, and I, you know, I'm sitting on the floor, my wife's up on the couch just playing on her laptop, and I rescued a prostitute. And the prostitute goes, just come back in an hour, honey, and I'll give you a freebie. My wife looks at me like, excuse me? It's like, I didn't program it, I just rescued the whore, I don't know. What the hell kind of games are you playing? <laughs> she, she, she has no problem with me killing zombies and stuff and you know shooting all the animals, but the, the, the whore I, that's like going to give me a freebie. You shoot your teammates, Zoe. <laughs> Don't shoot me. Or, or, or in um, Warcraft, not World of Warcraft, but the Warcraft PC games. If yeah. you just keep using your cursor to poke one guy, he goes, "Knock it off! Stop poking me!" Yeah. If you just keep <laughs> picking on the same soldier over and over again, he, he gets annoyed at you. I, I like that. Well, I, I, do, I do like stuff like that. Have either that. one of you guys ever played You Don't Know Jack? No. I play, on PC, yeah. I, well, I played the movie version. Well, like, when you, when in the gibberish question, if you put in, like, a curse word, Cookie yells at you and, like, takes away all your money. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> and if you do it, if you do it two more times, they, the game stops automatically. Because, uh, what's that new one, Scribble Knots, where you have to put in the words to have the computer do it? Yeah. I wonder what what would happen if you put in some swear words. I wonder mm. if it would just kind of invalid entry, or or move uh, along. I don't know. I'll have to ask my friend Sarah. She actually owns that. Uh, she owns that. She actually loaned it to me once when I was taking a train up to Chicago, and I never got. A, I didn't get around to playing it. I was too busy playing New Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> I also like when they put in real good little meta things. Have you ever played Metal Gear Solid, the one for the PS One? No. Yeah. Well, then, Dane, you're going to know what I'm talking about. When you fight Psycho Mantis and he's trying to get into your head... Yeah, you have to plug in your like the memory card into like the second port. No, um, even before that, when he's just going through his dialogue, he'll read your memory card and be like, oh, so you like to play Castlevania, huh? If you have a saved Castlevania game or something on your memory card. And yeah. I, I just think that's kind of cool that that, that, that would happen. That freaked me out the first time when it happened. I was like, how did he know that? How does he know <laughs> I got a Symphony of the Night game saved on this. <laughs> so, you like to play Bubble Bath Beauties, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or whatever the name of that game was. I, I think it was just Bubble Bath Babes. If you're thinking uh-huh. of the, that Russian reverse Tetris thing ripoff, I think it was right. just Bubble Bath Babes. Bu- yeah, Bubble Bath Babes or Bubble Bath Girls, one of them. I'm pretty sure it was Babes because it was three Bs, I believe. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure Bubble Bath. Bubble Bath Babes. I can't <clears throat> talk. Try saying that ten times fast. No, we're not doing that. We we aren't doing that. <laughs> Come on, do you guys know this? Mm. Oh, is that is that the fugitive? No. Or uh Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That's uh Predator. There you go. Yeah. Uh, once that kick <laughs> It's it, the first beats of it sound exactly the same as when he's running through the the police station and if it bleeds we kill it alright now Brad you're gonna know this one so you be quiet this one's for Dane okay Brad Uh, I can already hear you smiling Brad so I know you know this yeah I do hmm you should ooh nice little synth there Um... Who, what filmmaker's known for synth? Jeez. Um, I don't know. All right, Brad, you tell him, because I can, I can hear you smiling. 
assault on precinct 13 absolutely john carpenter yep ah well and then there's this any guesses either of you Another one that sounds familiar. This is from a pretty new movie. Here's where it'll probably get really familiar coming up. Planet Terror. Yep. It's Grindhouse. Oh. I was actually I was actually saying Planet Terror for like the pla- the past thirty seconds and didn't realize that my mic had shut off. Oh, because I'm like nothing showed up on my end. <laughs> this one's one of my favorite. Brad, you should get this immediately. Dane, depending on your bad movie tastes. Think Labyrinth. The Dark Crystal? Nope. (laughs) Phenomena? Yes. Oh. Yes. Creeper slash Phenomena. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Uh, You guys guys are much better at me than in this department. I'm not... Great. Uh, Brad I'm, didn't I'm do okay. nearly. I'm okay. Yeah, I I tried this a couple of weeks ago with him, and there were ones I was sure he was going to get. You failed miserably, boy. I'm good at stuff like that when it's something I've seen like several several times. If it's something that I've seen like once or even twice, I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm the same way with movie quotes. Now uh, now I've got the synth tune from the thing in my head now. That was just on cable the other night. I just watched that like two days ago. On I haven't HBO seen that one in a little while. I haven't seen that in, uh, I don't know, maybe eight years or so. Whenever it was that I bought the Anchor Bay DVD of it. I know you guys have been through a lot, but I would appreciate it not spending this entire winter tied to this bleeping couch. Because, well, <laughs> see, The Thing is one of those movies, I was seven when that came out. Yeah. That movie scared the crap out of me. It had That movie has legitimate jump scares. You tell me neither of you jumped when they were testing the blood and it oh, turned, I jumped it turned like it, crazy when it I turned out it. to not be the person you thought it was gonna be. When, yeah. when, when the blood jumped out of for Palmer and he starts shaking and they're all freaking out, I was like, Oh my god. Yeah. Or when his chest opens the crap up out of me. The the part that always gets me is the when he's in the dog pen. And attacking the dogs just creeps me out every time. Oh, when the dog the dogs know that it's an alien and they start growling at it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, guys, you're in over your head here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted to talk to I wanted to talk to you guys about something. Well, when we record this, this will only be a day old. When this airs, it'll be about a week old. Did you guys hear that the MPAA is trying to sue Google because they allow piracy and they allow searches for torrents? on their site? Well, it doesn't really surprise me. Hey, well, I'll just use another search engine to search Well, actually, I, see, torrents. See, here's the thing. I think Google... <laughs> it's kind of like when LimeWire went down. I just switched to FrostWire. See, I think Google's so big that the MPAA, 
I don't know what they're thinking that they can tell Google what to do. It's going to be like that th- that picture of the cat stalking the eagle with the with yeah. the caption. You haven't really thought your cunning plan all the way through, have you? Yeah. It's going to uh-huh. be it's going to be like that. <clears throat> Google is going to swat them like a fly. Well, here's here's the thing with torrents. Like when a movie studio sits on its hands and doesn't release a movie for years and years and years that people want to see. Of course, people are going to download it off a torrent if you can't get it on a DVD. Well, see, but then you also run into the problem that I'm not defending torrents nor movie studios, although I am a bootlegger myself. Mm. But there is also the people that are cheap. Yes, you can go buy it for $20 from Walmart, or I can download it for free. Why should I pay the $20? Well, the thing I I do use torrents. I only use it for stuff that uh, I only bootleg stuff that I that that can only be bootlegged. You know what I mean? I also do use it to get clips of stuff, uh, even if it's something that I own. In fact, more more often than not, it is something I own. But it's a lot quicker for me to just pull the clip off of a video file that's already on the computer than it is for me to upload the DVD and then reformat it into a into a format that my editor likes. It's just it's really frustrating when they want to charge like $20 for a CD and you're only going to listen to one song. You know what I mean? No, exactly cuz but you also got to remember the RIAA they also claim that taking your own material and transferring it to your MP3 player is piracy. So if I own the CD and I rip it to my computer so I can listen to it on my MP3 player, I have just committed copyright infringement. Yeah. And I, I call bullshit on that. There's mm-hmm. no way you can't. Well, I mean, it is yeah. it is BS, really. It's if it's your own material, why would you get in why should you get in trouble for it? Because they basically say you should pay every single time you listen. Everything uh-huh. you want to do. Uh, back in the days when uh, Beta, when Sony was being sued by Universal, you know, r- before the Sony Betamax decision, Sid Sheinberg, who I believe, I don't know if he was head counsel or head of Universal completely, he outright said, and I can pull up the quote for anyone who doesn't believe me later on, he said, you should not have the right to be able to pay $20 to own Jaws and be able to watch it a thousand times. You should have to pay every single time you want to watch that movie. That's oh. why it was. it is not Man. right that you should be able to buy this and watch it every single day if you want and only pay for it once. So, and that's universal. Saying, what was slowly coming towards his mouth. It's, it's just ridiculous that, that you should and it's the same thing with music. They say basically every time you listen to it you should have to pay for that song. Mm-hmm. So what you're so basically what you're saying is if Brad wanted to burn a copy of '80s Dan onto an audio file, he would have to pay himself. Well, you got to keep in mind whoever owns Auto Man, he'd owe them money though. Technically, uh, yeah. right. if you right. want to get technical about it, he'd he'd own what was that ABC? Uh, so that was uh, let's see, Manimal was NBC. Was Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica think, was ABC. So. I think Auto Man was NBC because there was the uh, Auto Man, uh, the Auto Man uh, Manimal kind of crossover. Yeah, right. When they just walked into each other's scenes. Yeah. Well, you, and then you also, if you really want to get technical, the Auto Man. Did you know that that Auto Man technology showed up in uh, Nightman? 
<laughs> oh, di- that doesn't surprise me. It, it was the, it was a different character. Yeah, it was a different character, but the technology and the <coughs> costume showed up on uh, Night Nightman twice. Oh, that's right. cool. So I'll have to send so, you those too, and then you can forget I sent them to you. <laughs> getting going past that, okay. Let's say, for argument's sake, Brad um, burned an MP3 copy of of a, of a review that he did, like when he reviewed a Serbian film. Uh-huh. Would he have to? <laughs> not that you would want to hear a copy of that again, but would he have to pay the people who own the rights to a Serbian film? No, because he wouldn't have used any of their material. He, oh, because so he he had, didn't use any audio clips or anything like that for the yeah, film. It was just him in front I'm of a doing, camera. Uh, this public domain month thing on the site so I can actually release a DVD of <laughs> so I can actually you know do release a, a DVD that I've been what, um, that people have been asking me for I don't know if you want to keep it a surprise but what what have you got in store for public domain month as the snob next week uh well the one the one coming up uh, I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and say that uh next week is uh Werewolf in a girl's dormitory. Oh, you couldn't even pick a good one, though. Oh, that what? You couldn't even pick a good one, though. (laughs) Why would I pick a good one? It's the cinema snob. Because Driller Killer and Star Odyssey are good in that certain way. Well, Driller Killer, Driller Killer, actually, yeah, I I take that. Driller Killer, I actually really like a lot. The reason why I did Driller Killer on the public domain month thing is because it's it's one of the more notorious ones in there. Because it's a public domain and a and a nasty. I was listening to uh, one of the audio commentaries on a Driller Killer DVD. Yeah, where he's drunk. Yeah, (laughs) that's not my ending. Who shot that ending? That's not my ending. Who the hell did that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> That's weird. But yeah, no, um, yeah. He's. Uh, do you ever? Uh, if you get a chance, uh, go online and look at Conan O'Brien interview with Abel Ferrara. He is smashed out of his head on it. It's pretty glorious. I'm sure Conan was just like, oh boy. Do you ever see yeah, Hunter like, S. Thompson? Conan was. Conan handled it like really well. Uh, it was. It was. It was. It was funny. It was fun. It, it was funny. Conan. Conan. Uh, Managed to make it. Managed was to it make as it. funny as when Danny DeVito showed up drunk on the View? Well, no, because on on the View, Danny DeVito was drunk, but they were all very much playing off of him. Like, so it was. It wasn't really weird or anything like, other than the fact that he was drunk. But on Conan, Abel Ferrara is is awkwardly smashed up his head. Like he he looks like he can barely stand up. It looks like he's a, it looks like he's about to pass out. Well, you, you know which one you guys need to check out if you like that kind of stuff is when Hunter Thompson was on Conan. And it was clear after about a minute Conan realized that he'd lost control of the interview and it was Hunter that was calling everything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do remember I think that. On any show, Hunter S. Thompson would be calling the shots. <laughs> but I just like the fact that that Conan didn't even fight him. He was kind of like, "All right, where do you want to go next?" Yeah, you know, you yeah. got your eight minutes. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, <laughs> Conan's a really good interviewer uh, like that. <laughs> but you know, let's get—we're running out of time here, so let's get back to copyright real quick. So, what do you guys have to say about now that obviously back in the '80s, Sid Sheinberg and people like that could have never foreseen digital distribution or anything? that you should have to pay every time you see it, or you should be able to buy it once and watch that DVD every hour of every day if you choose. No, of course. You should be able to just buy the DVD, you know? I wouldn't want... I mean, I'm going to have stuff coming out on DVD, and I wouldn't want someone to have to pay every time they watch it. And with that being said, (laughs) I certainly hope that uh, 
people will buy uh, my DVDs when they come out as opposed to just torrenting them. Well, you guys want to hear something really funny. I've got... And I can throw the audio up for any of this stuff I'm talking about. I've got an old, I think it was 60 Minutes segment from 79 where they talk about video bootlegging. Just guess what. Keep in mind, Star Wars was not available on videotape yet and had not debuted on TV. TV. What did a VHS bootleg from the theater of Star Wars cost in 1979? Probably thousands. 300. You're actually oh, only 300. But you keep on oh, that, really? that. That's 1979 I was say dollars. Low hundreds, probably. That was $1979, oh, though, so. Mm. It's probably closer to $1,000 when you take into what. Yeah. To take into that account. They went into this big thing of the entire bootleg market because there were companies like Sony and 20th Century Fox that that didn't want to get into video. Yeah. They, they thought video was not the way to go. They want to retain their theatrical sales. They want to retain their TV sales. They thought video would dilute the market. So for the longest time, that's why you had people like Charles Band rush in with Empire Pictures, why you had Troma able to come in that just said, well, yeah, you don't want to feed the video market? We will feed the video market for you. Mm-hmm. And it's just such short-sighted thinking on the studios. You know, the, the studios are just like the MPAA. They are just adverse to change. They will not change until they are absolutely forced to change. Yeah. That's yeah, it's it's going to, for every torrent site they stomp out, three more are going to pop up. It's not like, it's not going to go away. No, it's not. And the MPAA needs to realize that their way of doing things is pretty much antiquated, and they are the old man on the block who's going to die of a heart attack sooner or later. <laughs> you kids, get off my lawn! Yeah. Get off my lawn, I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I was on the mental cast the other day, they were going over a bunch of bands for Grammy nominations, and I'm like, you know, I'm old when I have not heard of one freaking band you guys have mentioned. I've never heard of one of these bands. I'm oh, so man. old. Get I, off my I, lawn! I'm feeling like that the other day when I'm on on the Huffington Post and I go into the uh, the entertainment section and I don't know half of the people that they're talking about. And, I, and I've got a good <laughs> six years on you, man. Who's that? That sounds like a joke name to me. <laughs> I've got a good five plus years on both of you. So imagine how I feel when I don't know any of this stuff. Yeah. You know, like, I, I made the joke on the mental cast. What is what is a Justin Bieber, and why does everyone keep picking on this poor little girl? <laughs> uh, you know? Well, the fact that he's going to be at WrestleMania. I know Josh is not a wrestling fan, but... Wasn't he a killer on CSI or something this last season? Justin Bieber played a killer? Yeah, I read that online. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> that must have been the most... The most unscariest killer in the history of television. I'm sure it was the best performance since The Good Son. Well, Dane just turned into a robot there, thanks to Skype. <laughs> uh, but we, we got to go anyway. We're running out of time. So, 1201beyond at gmail.com. You can contact us. I need camera equipment and a web designer. Um, listen to the Mental Cast. Dane, where can we find the Mental Cast? www.mentalcast.com. Really, just blah, 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 mentalcast.com? You, you mushed all your W's together there. www.mentalcast.com. And then, obviously, Brad's stuff at thecinemasnob.com. So. Check out 80s Dan. And a message from Mike Riley from The Mental Cast. Both of you are, are more than welcome to come back again and be guests on The Mental Cast. Oh, fantastic. Thank you very much. So, Thank you. Another radio drone in the hole. Adios, guys.
like stamp collecting I don't play chess I'm just not used to second best I don't watch Wheel of Fortune or meet the press I'm not the kind who gets depressed Just give me action Your love is the attraction It's pure satisfaction It's Come on and give me a little action, will you, hon? <laughs> <laughs> 